Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this new day. We thank you for the new day, not just because we survived another day in pandemic, but because we can experience your kindness and goodness to us, and we can express your love to others. Now we ask you to fill our minds and heart with your words so that we can fulfill your glorious purpose in our life. In the most satisfying name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's read 1 Peter 3, chapter 3, verse 8 to 12. Finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with a blessing, because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from the deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Amen. So far, Peter told the Gentile Christians and us how to conduct their good life for God's glory with a secular ruler, such as the emperor and the government, and also unbelieving masters and unbelieving husbands and their spouses. Today, Peter gives a general Christian ethic. Today's text is about general Christian ethic. Peter said, first, all of you. So it includes everybody. Here we can see the general Christian ethic has a two different ethics and one foundation. Christian ethic has a, first of all, insider ethic. In verse 9, it is to love one another. Also, Christian ethic has outsider ethic in verse 9. That is, not to retaliate, but to forgive and keep uh, doing the good. Then Peter quotes a Psalm 34, in which he shows the foundation of a Christian ethic. What is the foundation of a Christian ethic? That is, a God's omnipresence and omniscience. Verse 12, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now let's look at briefly at the inside ethic of a Christians. Be, uh, first of all, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. The first expression, like-minded, literally means be harmonious. Christians are to be harmonious. First of all, the foremost important call of a Christian ethic is a unity. Unity is a different from uniformity. Uniformity is a basically doing everything exactly the same way. That's not what Christians call for. We are called for unity. That means unity is different from uniformity in that it recognizes difference of each other. And instead of turning difference into discrimination, we actually make a difference into dynamics. And we really affirm each other, regardless of each other's difference. This, I, I, I'm, I'm focusing on this word harmonious or like-minded, 
um, here today because these days Christians are affected so much politically that our Christian unity is seriously challenged by partisan politics. We have a Republican Christians and Democrat Christians, conservatives and progressive, but I want to remind everyone, no political party ever fully represents Christ's kingdom values. Christians are true independent. Our foremost priority and loyalty and allegiance is to Christ and his kingdom above beyond the political partisans and parties. We cast our political rights and duty for the glory of a crucified God who sacrificed his life for benefit of everyone. So don't forget that our unity is above beyond any, any, any ideology in this world. Our commentator sums up this insider ethic of loving one another with compassion, humility, and sympathy, a Christian home ethics. Christian home ethic. Home is where everyone is received with sympathy, compassion, and humility. When Christians love one another, once again, it is not only good for us, it's good for the world. That's how the world finds a hope of a true meaningful relationship and a safe place to belong to. Speaking of love, I'm reminded of a passage I want to sh uh, in a book written by Thomas Merton. He's a renowned Roman Catholic spiritual writer. And uh, let me just quote uh, uh, Thomas Merton. Um, in Louisville, Louis, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, or at the corner of a Fourth and Walnut, in the center of a shopping district, I was uh, suddenly overwhelmed with the realization that I loved all these people, that they are mine and I theirs, and we could not be alien to one another, even though we were total strangers. I suddenly saw the secret beauty of their heart and the depth of their heart whether neither sin nor desire nor self-knowledge can reach. The core of their reality, the person that each one is in God's eyes. If only they could all see themselves as they really are. If only we could see each other that way, all the time, there could be no more war, no more hatred, no more cruelty, no more greed. I quoted this uh, Thomas uh, Merton's uh, passage that he, that, that, his, that he wishes that everybody sees with the eyes of God because uh, that's the key verse in today. I don't want to elaborate much about the outsider ethics in verse 9 because uh, Peter is uh, basically repeating Jesus' command in Matthew 5, 44, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. But uh, all Christian ethics comes from God's love for us, which is a foundation of a Christian ethics. Verse 12, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Here, this verse, someone called anchor of a Christian ethics, God's omniscience and omnipresence, that is the anchor of a Christian ethics. And this verse tells us not only there is a no perfect crime, you know, no one will get away with a perfect crime. At the end, there is a perfect justice of God. 
So those who love to watch criminal minds, remember, at the end, divine mind wins. Christ's minds will judge everything. But this verse tells more than anchor of our Christian ethics. This verse 12, it reveals the anchor of our heart. That is, I am, each one of us, is the apple of God's eyes. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayers. God is watching me, and God is very attentive to my prayers, more than anyone's request, because I am his child. We are apples of God's eyes. God is watching us with a love and affection and willingness to help us out. Speaking of watching, you know, when I watch a soccer game, my eyes follow one, one of my favorite soccer players. And actually, weekly, I check if uh, my favorite soccer player named Lionel Messi plays. If there is any game that he plays, I check if there is a TV broadcasting. And Lionel Messi, this Argentinian player, and well, child prodigy, and now the main player of Barcelona football club, he's getting old. And I don't have much time to watch this greatest of all-time soccer players. So I look for him. And thank God for the YouTube, there's always an upload of his highlights, so I usually you know, watch that. And that gives me such a joy. Just watching somebody else playing soccer gives me a joy. Why? Because he's my apple of my soccer watching. Unlike uh, Lionel Messi, I'm not great in playing anything. Seriously, I try to be a good pastor, but even that, you know, I don't think I'm that great. But guess what? God's eyes follow me. God's eyes follow each one of us as an apple of his eyes. And God's ears are perked to our prayers. I am so loved by God. God is watching me with a great love and expectation. And I want to please this God today. And let us please God in loving one another and not repaying evil with the evil. Every time we are challenged ethically and personally, let us remember God is watching us with love. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, who are we that you are always with us and you are always follow us with the love and power. And anyone who does evil to us in our world, you say you will take care of them and your vengeance, we can trust your vengeance. Help us to really remember your love and justice, especially in the light of Christ and his revealed love on the cross. With that, Heavenly Father, help us live today, pleasing you by loving one another 
and overcoming evil with good. We want to please you more than anything else in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.